0: The rules assumptions and institutions of our current economy were made by us they are not fixed they are not immutable we can remake them
1: at its core economies are fairly simple it's about how we produce uh, it's about how we distribute our resources and there's clearly many ways of organizing that
2: a future economy is one where inequality is addressed and the base of all human standards and all human rights is raised.
1: It would be an economy that emphasizes values such as fairness, participation, solidarity and care. To expand individual opportunities so that as many people as possible can live their lives in as close alignment as possible with their uh, values and hopes.
3: In the morning, I would drop off my toddler at nursery. It would be free. I could ride my bike to work and there wouldn't be any cars on the road. I might open the uh, newspaper or go online and read the news and the headlines, and I would hear about climate reparations being made to the global south, and I would hear about inequality falling.
1: Even though we may have
3: different currencies in different countries, we've got the same concept and frame of reference for money, which is odd. We don't necessarily have the same frame of reference for value.
0: It's about co-production, making, building deeper and slower layers of shared infrastructure and culture.
4: Healthy food, clean water, clean air, safety, art and beauty. Not just being alive, but actually thriving.
1: I think we're also talking about a shift from highly centralised hierarchical institutions to the idea of the state as a kind of platform, um, providing infrastructure and frameworks within which power is much more distributed and federated. The root of this is, I think, a kind of different theory of moving from the idea of a private, screen world to an entangled, civic world where everything is entangled with everything else.
0: Nature would be protected, yes because it's beautiful, but also because we recognize humanity's dependence on thriving nature.
3: It would center the values and principles of many non-Western traditions and indigenous peoples across the world. We would be operating in a economy
2: that is able to prioritize the long term and to ensure that our businesses work within planetary boundaries. It's
1: an economy that uh, is much more resilient Uh, than the one we have today uh, to withstand uh, disruptions and shocks.
5: Rather than having cycles of deterioration, would have cycles of mutual enrichment, would have upward spirals of symbiosis. But there would be something amazing and intentional about planning and looking to a future where we can actually make space for the arrival.
2: We must now do what is needed, not what is possible. And what is needed is a total and complete transformation of the economy. We need to all
3: step forward and step back. We need our best selves to be doing the work to make it happen and we need to leave the other parts of ourselves outside this
1: work. It ultimately needs new contracts, uh, new agreements. So there's new contracting, which is about just agreeing different things. I believe there's an urgent need to uh, grow the tent of people and institutions that jointly drive this agenda forward. Top-level objectives that many people will agree on, even if they disagree about the path uh, to get there.
4: Everybody has to be part of it, and everybody should be able to benefit from it, both in terms of wealth, but in terms of well-being as well.
1: We should work much more closely with other social movements, so the climate movement, different human rights movements, to actually learn from their their experiences, to coordinate our efforts with them, uh, to build uh, momentum, uh, and and build different mechanisms of solidarity. I think the timeline of change is the thing that's least in our control. And what's going to happen over the next decade or so is that many of our old systems are going to fail even on their own terms, either suddenly or continuously to a point where it becomes intolerable. More and more people are going to start looking around for lifeboats, for new ideas and new systems that can fill the gap left behind by the collapse of the old ones certain paradigms uh, don't don't seem to work anymore. So never let a crisis go to waste. It would be foolish to not also use this as an opportunity to implement the transformational changes necessary.
3: You know, I have a lot of hope and courage that gains will be made. But I'm always looking at the vision. <laughs> I'm always in the future. For me, those bigger system changes feel quite out of reach right now.
0: We have a lot of important voices saying all the right things. I don't believe that actions have followed those public statements, but I do believe it's only a matter of time until they do. There has been syllabus change and there has been
5: curriculum change, but at the periphery rather than in the citadel and I can see like these kinds of encampments that we've built around the citadel flourishing and yet the heart of where power flows where people flow is yet resistant to change although there have been very piecemeal changes in 10 years later maybe the periphery these encampments will have grown kind of thriving enough that they would sustain enough of an alternative that would not necessarily be called the alternative. It would just be a stream that exists alongside the old stream.
4: I think we can't wait for the future. I think we need to start practicing the new economy now as if it already existed. In many respects, I think it already does.
0: As consumers, we are essentially casting votes for the kind of world we want each time we buy something. We have a choice in how we spend our money. We need to rethink
2: the way leadership is given, the way power is shared, the way decisions are made. There is no one that is more worthy or less worthy of being part of the future. Including nature, including icons or ideas like the planet, like the future.
3: Many views, many futures, many goals would be possible. Not a single goal decided by a few people, a single moment in time.
1: This should not and will not be a project led only in, in specific pockets of the society. Most of us need to have a say and have a role in how economies are transformed. We need to get past this idea that there are good guys and bad guys and realize that most of the time, not always, but most of the time, what you've got are good people tied into bad systems. So it's incredibly important that on a personal level, everyone feels invited to this future, not just the powerless, but also the powerful.
3: The economy of the future would be built by everyone, but it would center the voices that have been most marginalized, most ignored, most trampled on, most extracted at the heart.
5: I think teachers and writers and communicators have a responsibility for bringing it about as much as the policymakers or the business planners or the workers. I think there's an ecosystem in which all of these different roles feed into each other.
1: Tell the stories differently about ourselves, about others, about value. I would love
0: to see a bigger space made for some of these younger voices who I think are really the hope for the future. There's so many vested interests mobilised against change. And what we can do feels so small. But maybe we just need to think about scale in different ways. Being diverse, distributed, but connected. The next big thing could be lots of small things. And what it feels like, what we need is a a kind of age of mass experimentation, minimal viable experiments where we can try things out, remix and rewrite the rules.
1: A lot is possible and I believe that by 2030 we can be at a point where many trajectories on the issues we jointly care about point in the right direction.
4: It feels possible now. All of this feels possible if we just decide that's what we want and we decide to do it collectively some magnificent melodious transcendent orchestra everybody playing their instruments together and creating something of beauty i do believe it's possible